Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kingdom of God podcast. I'm King Sean, House of Anden, Hand of Stephen, Kingdom of God, and I'm out on my patio again today. I just finished cleaning it up, doing some sweeping, uh, feeling a little bit better about the housing services situation. Uh, I don't have any confirmation or guarantees yet, uh, but I did have a conference call with City's Legal Counsel today. So I'm going to be talking about that on today's podcast, and it was a video conference call, uh, so, you know, it was pretty close to having, like, a real meeting, and, yeah, I don't know, just uh, some thoughts that I'm going to be sharing it with you about that, and the city has filed <laughs> to dismiss as frivolous and vexatious, uh, so I told you I can call it, I figured that's what they would do if... Uh, they don't want to try and answer my questions. Uh, whether or not that motion will be approved or not remains to be seen. But that's all coming up today's show, along with some beautiful ambiance as I'm outside on my patio. So thank you very much for being here, everybody. I do love you all, and I'll be back in just a moment. Alright everyone, welcome back, and uh, yeah, it has been an interesting day, and I did not do a podcast for the Witches, Wizards, and Warlocks Wednesday because uh, I honestly didn't have anything to say yesterday, there was no news at all yesterday, and I was a little bit disappointed to not have heard something uh, from the city's legal counsel because despite the fact that I am displeased that she filed as frivolous and vexatious last time I had a complaint against the city, um, I can actually talk to you about that in, in more detail today after speaking with her again for the first time since then, because that's really what's going on. There was a brief email exchange between myself and her with respect to housing services early in the year, and that had to do with uh, me basically giving a promissory note with my housing services application the previous year and you know I asked them I gave them specific instructions to do something with that with respect to uh, you know forwarding it to either the city mayor or Canada's finance minister or whatever if they don't know what to do with it if they don't know how to accept that as a commercial instrument you know either forward it to these people and have them get back to me or get back to me yourself and, you know, I'll explain, you know, whatever. And they didn't respond to any of it, so I gave them specific instructions on what to do with it. I had presumed that they had followed those instructions, and because I didn't hear anything else, I basically made out of there. I basically made all of the assertions in my application that I did this year with respect to, uh, you know, things that I don't consent to. Uh, I, I don't feel it's any of their business whether or not, you know, I have a woman in my life, for example. As, as long as she's not bringing money into the house and my income situation hasn't changed and I need the subsidy, um, you know, they're welcome to contact any government offices that might be responsible for connecting me to any social protection. But I've, I've asked to have a forensic accounting of any funds that were placed into any social service protections for me on my behalf so that I can freely administrate that myself and or pay back my share of Canada's debt in that regard and 
yeah, so the fact that they didn't do any of that and didn't let me know and didn't, con you know, they didn't protest anything. I just got a statement, like, you know, sometime after I returned the renewal package and it said, you know, <laughs> here's your notice of entitlement, and that's actually what it's called. Notice of entitlement, so. Um, and I think in last year's I also placed in there that I did not wish to be continually compelled to fill out this renewal form because I am going to be dependent on the Canadian government for as long as it takes for them to resolve those issues that I just previously mentioned. So, you know, please stop asking me, communicate with whatever government offices you need to behind the scenes. I don't care, I'm giving you full consent to do that because it has nothing to do with me according to the Registrar General and the Attorney General. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know, you do whatever you need to do with respect to that artificial person that was created in my name. And, you know, as long as I'm dependent upon you, I, yeah, I need this subsidy. And you've promised to provide it to me for as long as I choose to live in Ottawa. And I wish to have that agreement honored. So, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, she wanted me to swear the facts in a, a video conference. And that was very interesting as well because... I agreed to do that, and I put on the uh, declaration form, I put King Sean, House of Andanhan, Stephen, Kingdom of God, and I put that as the person swearing it as well. And she said that no, she can't accept that because it has to be the same name that's on the file. And I said, well, <laughs> I said that, you know, to the best of my knowledge, that is the name that's on the file, that is who I am, and I can't swear a declaration unless it's going to be absolutely true. I said, I'm not going to swear to be someone I'm not. I said, that's, you know, I said, so I can't swear to that name. I said, I can swear as either the legal and lawful private attorney for that, as King Sean. You can have King Sean swear that the truth about Sean Von Den, you know, that that's the truth about Sean Von Den and his income. I said, I can do that. I said, but, you know, whatever. And she said, well, we'll just do the video conference and we can discuss it in the conference. And I said, okay, that sounds fine. So we discussed it. She also asked me for two pieces of government-issued ID, and I said, well, like, that's a problem, too. I said, because the only ID that I've been using for the last four years is the, the ID I created, and it's because I'm trying to resolve these situations with the government offices, okay? And I'm completely at their mercy until they do. And I don't want to be compelled to file any court cases. I would like these people that I'm writing letters to to just, you know, do whatever they need to do to resolve this and let me manage my life. Let me get back to my spiritual teaching, writing my blog, and painting my portraits. Let me do that. And let me honor all of the people who do help me do that in the paintings that I'm going to be creating to celebrate Canada's legal system and whatever. <laughs> you know, I think that's a pretty good proposal anyway. And you know what? One day, one way or another, despite how this goes, I think that's part of the importance of these podcasts is that, you know what, here I get to actually speak my heart and things like this just come out. Like, I didn't plan to say any of this, but these are my legitimate, true intentions and that's what I want to do. That's what I want to dedicate my life to. I'm not asking for profit from anybody. You know, eventually I'm going to have too many paintings. What am I going to do with them? You know, I, I just love to paint them. I want to celebrate Canadian, that, you know, whatever, that idea, because the idea is not so bad. The idea is not so bad if everybody does their job, and right now, you know, it's a disgrace, and I, I, 
it's not even a joke to say that it's a disgrace. Everybody knows it's a disgrace. Canada's a disgrace on the world stage because of Trudeau now. You know, so in one way, <laughs> for people who really know me and, and have known me for the last 10 years, they know how long I've been saying this. Um, so it's kind of a reflection of my words manifesting in the universe. And at the same time, you know, I've also been saying that, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> you're right, Canada does have a perfect system, but you know what, you have to use it. You can't just, like, allow politicians to make all kinds of promises that get them elected and then not hold them to it. You know, and that's how it started. And it just got more and more carried away as time went on, and of course, corporations moved in with their lobbying and whatever else happened. Anyway. <laughs> I am feeling much better today, and kind of to top it all off is that it was like divine intervention because the day started with um, a friend of mine, the same one that interrupted my podcast once before, which is like, I don't believe in coincidences, so um, it's not a coincidence that the first time that friend ever did that was when I was on one of these podcasts, and um, today it was an email, I just kind of heard my phone, whatever this morning and so I got up to answer an email and it was my friend just asking if they could stop by and I really respect that because you know I'm not the kind of person who really kind of likes surprise guests that's the other reason it was kind of a rarity to have somebody stop by in the middle of one of my podcasts previously that's just a random knock on my door because uh, anybody who does know me that's like generally that's not cool <laughs> but um, this person didn't have this friend, not person. She's not a person, she's a people. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> she, uh, well, she didn't have my contact information, so now she does. And uh, even though I don't use a phone, I just said, please, you know, email me, let me know. And she just wanted to hang out to talk. That got me out of bed. <laughs> I said yes, and, and that got me out of bed, and I said, just, you know, give me 15 minutes to wake up because I'm not really pleasant to be around in the morning. I'm too. I don't like feeling stupid, and I really do genuinely feel stupid in the morning. Like, it takes a, you know, a good 15 minutes for my brain to wake up, for the coffee to, you know, <laughs> soothe my nerves or whatever. Um, so, yeah. And then she ended up not coming over, I guess, getting distracted with other stuff or whatever. The universe is what the universe is. But it was uh, the city's legal counsel that contacted me maybe five, ten minutes after that, and I was like, okay, <laughs> finally. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like the situation is going to be resolved, and the good news, I'm speaking 100% on intuition here. I'm not really going to get into the details of the conversation with my sit-down with the lawyer, but um, I like to give credit where credit is due, and... I don't know if Genevieve will listen to this. I imagine that she probably will because she knows that I talk about this kind of stuff and I think I would probably want to know what people were saying about me. But legitimately, I do, you know, intuitively, I like her as a human being. I really do. And I believe that she really does want to do her best and that, you know, as unfortunate as it is, <laughs> um, you know, she does take her instructions from the city. And that's what she said to me on the call today. She said, you know, I don't want you to think it's anything personal. It is not. She said, I do what the city tells me to do. I'm their legal counsel. They told me to file, for, you know, to have this dismissed as frivolous and vexatious. And she said, so that's what I did. It's, it's, I'm not partisan. <laughs> and, you know, so I get that. In my own mind, I do believe it's partisan because I do believe that um, 
you know, legal counsel for the city. The city's supposed to be representing the people. I believe that the lawyers that are appointed to protect the city should also be protecting the people. And if, if the service employees, you know, if they're doing something wrong and the lawyer acknowledges this, and I believe that she does, that's, you know, she can't say that to me, obviously. But I, this is what I mean. I have, I'm a very spiritual man and I do trust my intuition and I believe that she knows damn well that what they did was very wrong. And I think she's doing everything she can to communicate that to them. And, you know, I think when she does go back and sees that every single instance of every contract that they have on file for me over there is signed by King Sean, House of Andana, and Stephen King, my God, she's going to say the same thing as me. You can't now, three years later, say that that's not who you're giving the subsidy to. You know, and he's acting in this suit as the legal and lawful private attorney for that incorporated person called Sean Bonden that he doesn't want to have to be associated with. So I don't know if she's going to actually explain it to them quite that eloquently um, or at all. <laughs> but I do believe that same thing as before. Um, you know, uh, I filed for a judicial review because I wasn't happy with the way that the city had responded to a complaint that I made about the Salvation Army and them kicking me out, basically because I was, com I, I did an interview and talked about the living conditions of the Salvation Army and then I was expelled, permanently, for life. No reason. Uh, in fact, it happened uh, just before I was about to go down for lunch with a friend. I just helped him move and we were sitting down quietly at a table having, having a nice little chat. He was thanking me for whatever. He was going to have lunch with me, and then he was going to go back to his new home. And uh, so, you know, we were in really, really good spirits. Jason comes out of his office, sits down, and says, uh, well, he doesn't sit down. He comes over and he says, hey, Sean, you know, real polite, like, though. He says, uh, hey, guys, sorry to interrupt you, but uh, Sean, can I see you in my office for just a sec? And I said, sure, you know, whatever. Go in. And he says, hey, so, uh, yeah, he says, uh, this is your last day. You got until 4 o'clock to uh, get your stuff out of here. He says, and you can go to either one of the other shelters. He says, uh, which one would you like to go to? And I was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And, and I was like, what for? And he says, I don't need a reason. He says, uh, we've just decided that you, you're no longer welcome here. You've overstayed your welcome. Literally what he said. And I thought, wow. Okay. And, you know, again, <laughs> I genuinely am an advocate for people who are in my situation because it just blows me away that this is what people are subject to and uh, you know the other shelters are like I, I don't want to say worse but they are uh, some people would argue that the mission is better but like really um, you know the mission is, is like the military version it's clean so you don't it's true you don't have to suffer with bed bugs over there Salvation Army is like infested with bed bugs. So is the, uh, um, well, you know what? I don't want to badmouth all the, the shelters. I'm just telling you, it's not good. And that's what happened. And in the last case, when I filed the complaint uh, or application to the divisional court, because, and what I wanted the divisional court to do was basically just say that, you know, their assessment of my complaint to do nothing. <laughs> was like incorrect and unreasonable and basically they came back and said that they hadn't finished uh, investigating my complaint and hadn't made it any determinations yet so they felt that my statements were you know basically premature 
and at the same time, they, again, it was just like saving, trying to save face, because on the City of Ottawa website, it had said specifically that both of those cases were closed. Like, I filed one complaint, and then I filed another complaint, because they weren't addressing the first complaint, and nothing happened. There was just nothing done. And I went on the city of, you're allowed to track your complaint on the city of Ottawa website, and it basically said that it had been closed. And so I showed her a screenshot of that, and I just said, well, that's awfully funny. I said, because it's showing up as being closed. I haven't had any word from anybody from the city in over two months. I said, but here's what I'm going to do. I, I, I'll take you for your word. I'll believe that, you know, it's just that you haven't completed the investigation yet, and that you are going to, and you are going to, you know, do something about it. And so I'm going to give you an additional 30 days to properly respond to my complaint, and you agree to make sure that I am immediately approved for some kind of dignified housing, I said, because the very first thing that should have happened when you heard that I was, you know, like unlawfully barred from a shelter that has an obligation to Canada's people in order to receive funding, the very first thing you should do is make sure that I'm, you know, I have somewhere else dignified and safe to go. You can't compel me to go to one of the other places if they're, like, even worse than the one that I'm at. So, um, anyway, that was kind of the basis of my complaint. And I published, basically, the uh, resolution proposal to them. I was like, here, I'll, I will withdraw my application to the divisional court on these conditions, and I'm going to post them on my website. I, I basically did all of this, like I'm doing this on a podcast right now. I wrote this on a blog post and then I said in fact what I'm going to do is I'm just going to send the lawyer a link to this post and I'm going to tell her this is what they have to do and I made a list of like four or five things in a blog post and uh, and I said and if they agree to do that then I'll agree to uh, withdraw my complaint and I sent an email with the link to the blog post to the lawyer and like almost right away she got back to me and said uh, we agree to your terms and conditions and are you available for a meeting on this day and I was like, okay, cool. So that's that's basically what happened. Um, I gave them 30 days to properly respond to the complaint. They honored that agreement. I wasn't happy with the uh, their assessment of the investigation, and I complained about a couple of things that I didn't feel they had properly remedied. And uh, they even went back and investigated those a couple more times. Like, there was a couple of things that changed. Uh, the Salvation Army got shut down. Uh, the people who had been compelled to participate in a Christian chapel service in order to gain access to social programs were now given the option of 15 minutes quiet time where, you know, if you're not spiritual or you have some other faith. Um, my friend was Muslim and this was really, really stressing him because he felt that he was betraying God every time he went to this chapel thing. But he had to do it because, you know, otherwise he couldn't be in this social program, which was, you know considerably better living conditions than it would be in the regular shelter. So, you know, <clears throat> that was changed. And anyway, <laughs> the sense that I got on the call today was that, uh, you know, believe me when I tell you, these notices do mean something. Um, that, that was probably the biggest message that I want to put out here. For people who think that my blog doesn't have any power, you are, like, I'm proving it to be true now. Now they, I'm not saying that they won't withdraw this complaint, but you know what? It's a whole lot riskier for them to do that now. 
because they know that I'm publishing everything on the public record. I've said that this is a matter of public interest. I think the people of Canada want to know that their inherent rights are protected. And it is nonsense to keep saying that complaints of trespasses upon those rights is frivolous and vexatious. So, now that there's already a justice on my website, published as, you know, my list of uh, elected politicians or elected officials in Canada's government that God is officially displeased with, <laughs> there's a justice on there. Dishonorable Justice Herb Creeling. So that's one. And then there's on, also... Uh, Dishonorable Justice Bobby Baudouin, or Creeling, because uh, he accused me, believe it or not, of word magic. <laughs> yeah, because a friend of mine that I was acting as counsel for, um, and by the way, had all of his charges withdrawn and <laughs> put a stop to him having to get prints done. How many lawyers do that for you? Anyway, um, that's beside the point. Before that happened, the justice did not want me to, like, talk in court at all and did anything he could, like, <laughs> basically just to, to try and humiliate me and make me lose my cool. And that's an important thing because, you know, I'm not going to lie and say I don't have a temper. I do. But I 100% know how to control, control it. It's different. I, I swear to you that came from martial arts. You know, it teaches discipline. So, yes, I have a temper, but I also know what I'm capable of, and I am aware of it, so I know how to curb it. And uh, my friend has just showed up, so I'm going to take another brief break, but I will be back to finish up this call in just a minute. Alright, so my friend just left, and uh, <laughs> it's like... I don't know, the end of a thoroughly thrilling Thursday, because I do, I do feel better, and I wanted to talk about the overall intuitive vibe that I got from the city today, and, you know, I, I can only leave it in the hands of the universe, and, you know, asking God, please, to give me a good justice on this one, and to compel them to respond. Uh, to my complaint, to be able to present these things to a justice in Canada, uh, and really for the purpose of being able to show how honorable our justice system is. Um, and the reason why I'm like kind of a little bit cautiously optimistic, I, you know, and I'm like even afraid to be optimistic because I don't want to be disappointed, you know, I really don't. And I really do want to be able to say some really nice things about Canada's justice system. I, I did get a really good uh, feeling intuitively from G Genevieve today and that she is really just acting on the part of the city and that the city is filing this motion because they are very, very nervous and worried about having to answer to this claim and what just took place at Housing Services. And they have requested, and Genevieve passed this request on to me, she asked if I would remove their names from the Statement of Claim if it is not dismissed. And, you know, 
What that tells me intuitively is that I believe she may be concerned that it's not going to be as well. I think I think the sentiment she might have given them is, I can try, I can file the motion, but I can't make you any promises. And I'm not entirely, I didn't get a sense that she was entirely confident that it will be dismissed as frivolous and vexatious. So that's kind of my good news today, but again, I don't want to say that because I don't want to be, I don't want to get my hopes up, I really don't. But I, I do wish to remain cautiously optimistic. I do know that God is on my side, so whichever way this goes, I know the city is uh, very concerned um, that their names have been associated with these acts and that it's out there on the public record for the world to see. And so I did tell Genevieve that I'm happy to remove their names from the claim and let her answer for them. And that was what she basically said to me. She said, you know, you got to remember, these are service employees and I represent the city, so let me defend on behalf of the city in their place, you know, and, and take whatever. And I said, okay. So, but that also means, you know, that their jobs will not be in jeopardy and, uh, you know, whatever they're won't be revoked, but I'm still going to request, even though I remove their names from the claim, I am going to request that they provide me with a letter of apology each, if it does, you know, if these are, like, in lieu of what I'm asking for right now. Um, I'll remove their names from the claim, but I'm still going to ask the lawyer, as part of, you know, if it goes before court, to, uh, to produce a letter of apology from each of the offending parties. Uh, and if they do that, then I will remove the notice uh, from the public record as well. So, um, see, <laughs> it gives me a bit of a bargaining chip because I know that they're not happy with it being online. And at the same time, I know that they don't want to answer to this in court. That's why they're trying to have this dismissed as frivolous and vexatious, and I can only hope that we have an honorable justice because there is absolutely no grounds, absolutely no legitimate ground to have this dismissed as frivolous and vexatious. It would just be a gross abuse of the justice system, which is exactly what they're blaming me for. So it's almost, it's narcissistic again. And I don't want to believe that our court system is narcissistic, you know? Um, but I do understand, and that's, that's the sense that I got, is that they're very concerned about having to answer to these charges. And that is my feeling with the respect to every other, you know, notice that I've put on the international public record. And that's why it's there. Because I don't believe these people want to actually speak to me about these matters in court. So, just don't do it again. <laughs> that's, you know, and that's kind of why I took that change of stance with Shoppers Drug Mart, and I mean it. Like, you know, I, I have no intention on filing a statement of claim for the $1 million that they are now liable to me for, and they are. But I absolutely will if I am ever harassed in any of their franchise locations again, and I strongly believe that that is going to be communicated to every single store at some point, <laughs> or a store manager or whatever. Um, you know, whether it comes through, like, just store policy, that they just put out a big memo that says, you know, do not ever harass people for not wearing a mask for a medical exemption, you know, that's fine, if that's all it is. That's the purpose. You know, I'm not in this for money, I'm really not, but it is a good deterrent for corporations. And so that's what I want to set the example of there. I published that notice on, you know, and I state in my notice of default judgment, Nihil Dissit, 
that uh, they are liable to me for a billion dollars, but I'm not going to be filing that into the courts and filing a claim against them right now. But I absolutely will if I am harassed again and the charges will stand. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's my show for this Thursday, and uh, I think it's a pretty thoroughly thrilling Thursday because, yeah, we should get an answer from the justice very quickly. Uh, last time, um, yeah, I think it only took maybe two or three days for the justice to get back. It was done on the 22nd. If I'm trusting my memory of documents here, <laughs> but I believe the date on it said the 22nd. I'm not in front of it right now. Um, and that's Genevieve's motion to dismiss. So, you know, I imagine before the end of Friday I should hear something. Uh, so, it's Thursday today. You know, tomorrow's going to be the uh, fabulous Freeverse Friday. And one way or another I will update you, because if I don't hear anything tomorrow, we can be almost guaranteed we will have something for Monday. So, uh, thank you very much for being here. Uh, I'll be back just briefly to say goodnight. Hang tight. All right, everyone, that's my show for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, you'll find links to some of the things I was talking about in, yeah, in the description for tonight's podcast. So check those out. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, love you all. See you again next time.